Yeah, I still got a couple couple of days. I'm only um, off like from next Thursday, so still got yeah, I still have a lot of things to kind of hand over and okay. all that stuff. So we'll see we'll see how it goes. But for now, enjoying it. But yeah, definitely yeah. looking forward to a nice break. Yeah, it's definitely been a busy year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Can I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> right I can relate, bro. But anyway, let's get into it, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. It's your boys, your resident black Spider-Man, Linda Garon, Lily. Guys, we're here. It's art dealers. Hope you, hopefully, you guys have been enjoying the content that we've been putting out lately. Uh, just want to make sure your December's aren't boring. Make sure you guys don't miss us too much because you know your boys need some holiday as well. But uh, we'll definitely we'll be putting out some really cool content towards the end of the year. Uh, starting with today, um, if you've been keeping up with the exhibition room, so we just put out a Deep Souls mix. Uh, shout out to Deep Souls guys. Uh, for for hopping on that for us got our mark young uh, content also coming up so shout out to exhibition room but art dealers were back uh coming through with some episodes which is going to be great we're here uh you guys know the format you know tea time we always bring in someone who can uh inspire people has got some good advice um and you know we've had guys like ranky boy we've had Rungani, we've had brett and claire we've had lee weber uh but today we have a good friend of mine uh, please introduce yourself to the people mm-hmm. ah. 
Come on. Okay. I go by the name of Naftali Chuma, aka Optimistic Stadium. That's it. That's yeah. it. Uh, Nav, thanks so much for being here. Uh, I guess this is an episode that we've been trying to make happen for a Dog, while. It's been a minute, bro. Yeah, man. I think it's we even, I think even from like last year, we had conversations True. about. Because uh, we always, we always have really good conversations like off, off, off the mic, off camera, just like in our own personal capacity, yeah. and it's always nice to be able to record stuff like this because I think we can impart a lot of stuff. But it's nice that we get to. It's nice that this is genuine. It's not yeah. like we're True. faking a uh, conversation like this. Yeah. Like we can actually have like nice conversation. Okay. So the reason why I obviously wanted to get you on, um, not only are you um, a really cool guy, amazing guy, but you are a musician as well. Very talented musician. I play a variety of instruments, uh, but your voice being a prominent instrument of yours. Um, and you just released an EP, but you have you have you do have music out already. You, you do have music out already. But before we get into the EP, especially, I just wanted to get a background of you know you as a person. Yeah. Um, like where you're from but mm. yeah i'll let you kind of take yeah. the floor tell the people about about you your background all that kind yeah. of stuff jasper so um uh, i grew up in the east rand uh kempton park for anybody that knows that and that's where i think uh, a lot of my my learning of like just street culture and street life uh took place i lived with my mom's bro like she was pretty much like my only family like when i moved out to Joburg, yeah she was my only family that i you know pretty much had and she moved me from my grand's house just so we could, you know, obviously build a little something together and all of that. Yeah. And it was just unfortunate in 2012 when my mom's passed away. Mm, you know, that, that I think, triggered a lot of stuff for me. Like, it just it forced you to... I can't explain it, bro. Like, you, it forces almost like a quick growth. Yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, feel, it feels unfair. Like, you know what mm, I mean? All that stuff. Totally, it was like, yeah. why? I just want to relax. I just want to, you know what I mean? Take mm. it easy. I don't want to have to think about the future. But yes, bro, like, I think at age 12, it happened when I was probably 12. So I think from that point, bro, like a lot of my, how can I say, just bro, even areas where I found myself, dude, because I grew up in the East Rand. So I lived in Kempton Park and I went to school in, the, in Kempton Park. Yeah. So my mom passes away. It's like, what happens now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. It's not like I have a dad. Well, I mean, I have a dad, but we don't have a relationship. It's not like he's, he's going to take me in and there's a type of situation. But I had an uncle at the time, bro, who lived in North Riding. Mm. So it's weird. It's like Kempton Park was my place of growing, whatever you want to call it. But yeah. dude, I lived in multiple places you know i yeah. lived in the north rand and then west rand where we currently are and like that type of stuff and so i, I think i adopted a lot of stuff from Peter from all across the world the sure. south south rand is probably where i didn't hang a lot but i mean i think i've, I've hung around like a lot in the east they'll they'll you know they'll testify that's where the <laughs> cyphers you yeah. know what i mean bro? Oh, nice they'll testify so i did a lot of the a lot of my music career quote-unquote started in kimpton park we reading the streets nice man mm. nice and uh like as you mentioned like at a young age uh losing someone because i think we can all a lot of us can can almost empathize with that uh obviously i lost my grandmother also at similar similar year um similar year to you but how did that because uh, i'm sure there's people watching who maybe are experiencing that right now um how did that how did you in a way how, what was the initial reaction yeah. and how did how have you grown since then how, how have you i don't want to say deal with it because i don't yeah, think you so ever deal with true, it bro. Um, to say, yeah. i don't think you ever really deal with it um like with me like my grandmother's been uh, she's passed she's been passed away for about six years now and it doesn't really get easier mm. Mm. um you know it gets you sort of uh come to grips with it more like year by year i think um but then how have you like in a way like like we just said like it's mm getting over is such a like terrible way to put yeah. it but like how have you kind of dealt with it sure. uh does it still sort of come back yeah. um and like just in your normal life like how has it been sure. you know 
uh, as an adjustment. I get you. Mm. Um, I think my initial reaction to it was shock. Like how I found sure. out about like my mom's like passing. It was weird. So she was sick for like a while. And dude, she was progressively getting better. Yeah. Right. And then this one day, like, I don't know, out of the blue, bro, like, change sure. the spike. Yeah. Whatever. Sure. So we have to take her to the hospital. But dude, it was, it was traumatic the day before. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When I had, because I was the only one at home. Like yeah. I said, we were like, the, it's just the two of us at home. And so now she's in the state and whatever. And I'm trying to call everyone that I know from church. Hey, come on, I need a lift. And bro, and you're like, you're 12, dog. Like, the stuff doesn't really hit yeah, you in the moment kid. you know what i'm saying you just have to grind and hustle and whatever yeah and bro I, I remember having to like carry my mom on my shoulders type situation sure and then like you know ha- have a chill in the little locker area like a flat because we lived in a block of flats a little locker area chill there try to get some help and eventually a car came and i had to stay over because i had a cousin coming whatever but my head dude as all this had as all of this is happening because i mean i grew up in a christian home my mom was a pastor yeah so i mean i'm praying we'd pray together so in my head there's not really much of uh I mean, I'm, I guess I'm also ignorant as a kid because it, it's not really clicking how deep this thing that, you know, my mom is in. Yeah. Like how deep it actually is. Nonetheless, bro, when, when I see her going to the car, I'm like, you know what? She's going to be back a couple of days. You yeah. know, it's whatever. That's whatever. So, dude, that's pretty much the last time I get to see my mom, mm. like in that state. And she was always like a, a warrior, bro. Like a, 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 how can I say, bro? Like somebody that I looked up to for like strength and that type of stuff. And to see almost your hero. She was like my idol, mm. pretty much, bro. To see your hero, like, at that point, and that's the last, almost, image that you have of that person. I think that, yo, I hope I don't get emotional, but I think that's that's what hits me the most. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, should, it could have been some type of way, you know yes. what I mean? She could have been sleeping or whatever, but, like, why why did that have to be, you know, the way the way that it was? But I guess, you know, that's life. You can't really control it. How did I... What, so that was my initial reaction the day i think probably like three days after that experience has gone down i'm straight you know what i mean i'm not as stressed anymore i'm like no my mom's is coming back whatever but i haven't spoken to her really on the phone you know i've texted people that have gone to see her like my uncles yeah. and stuff yeah third day when my uncle comes he's like yo bruh uh he calls me i'm getting ready for school i remember this vividly it was like a tuesday tuesday morning he calls me he's like yo listen bro where you at i'm like dude uh i'm at home I'm about to leave for school. He's like, okay, cool. Don't leave. Uh, we're going to go see your moms. Ah, oh, man, I'm getting hella excited now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, all right, cool. We're going to go see moms. It's been like, you know, a couple of days, three days or so. And so I'm, you know what I mean? I'm really excited. I'm really shocked. Homie, the guy gets to the door. He's like, yo, bro, so we've lost your mom. Mm. So in that moment, it doesn't click. Like, it yeah. doesn't really hit me. Like, ah, what do you talk? What do you, what do you mean, bro? Because he said it very metaphorically, like yeah. a Zulu, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, ah, I'm fair too. What are you talking about, bro? Mm. Only a couple seconds later, like my older sister starts crying or cousin, she starts crying and like pouring out. Now it really hits me that way. No, mm. what he's just said, like just hit, just sure. resonated. Like, she, no, she's gone. Like, yeah, sure. that's the thing. Ish. I don't think it hit me, bro. Mm. So probably like ten minutes in, like where we're sitting around, and you know it's like those down moments, and you know they're like, yeah, bro, man, she was so great. Done. Knowing that, like. That's the last image that I had of my hero and knowing that I'm never going to get to see my hero again. And yes, bro, at that point, dude, I can't explain it, bro. Like there's hurt, there's pain. And it's like a, it's a pain that you can't really explain. Yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? It's I like, it's, that, yeah. it's an internal grief and you're just like, wow, geez, mom, you know, uh, mm. what a, what a way, <laughs> what a way to like start your morning. What a way to start your week. What a way to like go about this. Like, you know what I mean? And for me, like that really sink 
it really hit it hit home bro i cried bro linda and i'm not a very uh, emotional guy in terms of crying bro that day I, I probably never cried as much as i cried that day in my entire life mm. you know it was just not knowing how to deal with loss because i mean i've lost people in my life before but never really someone that close yeah like that was that really hit home and i think another thing that hit me was that i never thought i'd be that guy sitting in a position of a son i lost my mom at a young age yeah you know what i'm saying you get so used to it so used to life and whatever and you start thinking damn was i a good son you know did, did i ever make you proud am i part of the reason you want to leave lord yeah. you know what i mean you start questioning a lot of stuff like god like what is it and for me i think my christianity at a point was definitely tested because i prayed hella yeah and this was the outcome sure it's like how do you how do you go about this and bro I remember like now talking about how do, how do you progressively deal with it because I don't think you actually ever deal with it but for me I think I almost I didn't get to grieve bro yeah like I think that's what hurt the most only realizing it a couple years later that actually I, I, I was never allowed to grieve I was never put because I mean look life happens like everything happens so quick there's yeah. another things like boom your mom passed away cool you have this day you're crying whatever then the next day it's like everyone else's lives move along yeah and whatever people are going to work you you you're in that position dog like it, you're stuck yeah and it's like who do you talk to how do i start telling these people how i feel you know this was the only person that i ever let get into this deep into this side of me you know what i mean like mm-hmm. how do i now let the rest of you inside and trusting that you've got my best interest in heart exactly so bro like i can't lie to you i think a day after my mom's passed on bro probably gotta be the hardest because mm. then i was i was told things like by my own family like yo you know what i mean you gotta heal you're a man you gotta grow up now you know what i'm saying life is tough you know what i mean life happens you know what i mean and you're like in the moment you, you you're a kid so like how are you taking all of this like there's no way i could filter this any other way yeah really you know what i mean other than just i'm being attacked mm. and it felt weird because i'm like whoa i just lost my mom i mean i'm ex- i'm hoping you know that you'd wanna, you know, speak to me, find out how I'm doing. You know what I mean? This type of stuff. I mean, I guess we black. We don't. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that thing like Indo It's like a man has to cry internally. And yeah, yeah. I think that for me, dog, till this day, broke me. Yeah. Like there's only some things that I'm only realizing now are a result of that. Yeah, yeah. Do you get know what I'm saying? There's so, trust issues yeah, that yeah. I'm now finding are as a result of that. There's like insecurities, bro, that are coming up because of that experience, because of being told now nah, you're a man, cry on the inside. You know what I mean? Things yeah. like that really affect you, I think, going forward. Yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of people don't may, maybe have the privilege that I've got. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for just, you know, being a believer and that being the one thing that my mom's left me with. Because mm. I realized, I think, from a young age, bro, that there was a certain resentment of people that came about, even if my, with my own family, dog. Where I was like, ah, Yazi, I can't really trust y'all. And it almost creates like a, a resentful type of feel where that shouldn't be the case. Mm. You know, I mean, I, for, I forgive them. For their ignorance, whatever, they probably didn't know how to deal with it or whatever the case is, but nonetheless, those things happen, dog. And how do I deal up, deal with it or whatever? Bruh, I think writing. Writing saved me. Mm. If, if I wasn't a writer, if I wasn't somebody who... Because there's no one to talk to. Yeah. So what do we do? Because this stuff is still here. Yeah, it yeah. still exists. So what do mm. we do? Like, how, how do we bring this stuff about? Mm. So I wrote a lot, bro. I wrote a lot of poetry. I wrote a lot of, you know what I mean, essays. Because I would write letters to my moms a lot. Yeah. as well that, mm. that was just how i express myself you sure. know what i'm saying and so i think writing bro if dog i swear if i did not have the ability with words to be able to express how i feel just for myself i probably cracked mm. Mm. sure and uh 
sure i think a lot of people can take out i think a lot of people can take uh something out of that because um especially like i think we all we all sort of internalize a lot of our issues um a lot of our problems i think more obviously i'm generalizing i think i think people deal with stuff differently but uh i think the especially that the way you found a a not a, not a niche but you found a way to cope yeah. which i think a lot of people don't necessarily find True. i think people end up holding in stuff for a long time and then they only realize like years later Sorry. that this is a result of i mean i i read i read a lot mm. and i was and i like i watch like a lot of like war documentaries and all that stuff it's stuff that interests me and whatever mm. and then i like i watch i watch this one really interesting video where they had this veteran from like uh like the vietnam war back in the 70s and then a veteran from modern war like iraq and whatever and the older guy was saying how he still i mean this is years later i mean vietnam is like in the 70s and he still like has issues that he didn't even deal with because of stuff that happened back then and i know it's like contextual like i mean it's war versus like losing someone close to you and all that kind of stuff i mean he probably lost like a good friend and all that kind of stuff but like even stuff like that people don't have a people don't find a way to really deal with stuff but so the fact that you did which is i think remarkable and i think it's it's a good way it's a good like piece of advice for a lot of people to find something to do or find something to express yourself because like number one i think you shouldn't you shouldn't hold that stuff in like i think it's one of the worst things you could probably do like you can like as people you could hold in issues for the rest of your life but then eventually it's going to come out that's true like uh, that whole i mean like one of the most to me it's like super cliche christian thing you hear yeah. like what's what's hidden in the dark will come out in yeah. the light but that's usually uh, attributed to like bad stuff that you do mm. but like when i think about it i always think about it with like almost in a in, in a in a good sense like mm. a lot of the stuff that you keep in in the dark like stuff that you don't tell your family stuff that you don't tell your friends mm. stuff that you you you're struggling with mm. like you can you know it may be like certain addictions that you're struggling with that you that no one else knows mm. and eventually that stuff is going to come out maybe not you getting exposed but like the that like that all that stuff that you're holding in will eventually come out and you, you'll crack eventually and it's it's tough so like i think finding something to i think that's amazing sure. so like uh, so on that with you being a writer and everything and obviously that kind of leading you to music when was like the the beginning for you like as far as like okay like i think i have some talent here with music or i think i'm better than average or like uh you know where did that that kind of first love for wanting to make music come from because i think a lot of us like music like we'll listen to music i love music i have i listen to a whole bunch of music but i don't necessarily consider myself a musician you know what i mean i don't i don't like have a love for creating music like i do in my free time but that's because it's like a hobby it's not because uh it's not like like with you guys you guys it's it's a love to create music whereas i love to listen and discover music that's probably more my my thing gotcha. um so where where was that a fir- that initial love for like okay i, I want to be a musician where did that come from just bro i think yeah music for me had low-key always been like a part of my life just like family wise yeah right not that uh anyone in my family was a musician in that regard it's just like we're always listening to music constantly mm. and i started you actually started off as a dancer bro wow sure. wow <laughs> Bro, Gosh. I was like a Pantula dancer, bro. Nice. Like that was my first thing. That was yeah. my first thing. Then I started like dancing hip hop. When I moved to Kempton Park, I think uh probably I'd say about my grade grade six, grade seven, bro, is when I started realizing that look, 
there could be something here. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't nothing he- hectic, but it was like, there, there could be something here. Because what we used to do, bro, is we used to, I don't know if you remember those old dustbins, by the like those black ones. Yeah. You could like flip it around oh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you almost have like a surface like to play on. Yeah, yeah. We would just be jabbing there and then we'd come in vernacular, bro. And we never used to write anything, so it was never like written. It was just like off the top, yeah. vernacular, whatever, putting some rhymes out. But I think, bro, probably when I got to like grade eight, and I wrote my first track after my mom's passed away. Uh, track was written uh, or was titled uh, Winner. Mm. After the track, I think I listened back to that and I was like, you know what? Because I was a very underground cat, very, you know what I mean? Blah, 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 aside yeah, for yeah. guys. But I realized at this point that this is music. This is therapeutic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. I could write about an experience that I've gone through. Someone else hears it and they're like, man, dude, that is dope. Yeah. I, I feel that. So I think after I got my first feedback of, yes, it's dope, that track spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And that was like, my producer at the time just needed if you want to call it that like yo as in Donna you, you got you, you could have something here it's a great eight bro probably mm. I'd say I was I was ready so what 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 age are you Bridget? 12 yeah when I was 12 bro mm. like I was like I right, cool you know what I think I can do this mm. I can pull this off and then from there how did it like progress to where you are now mm. from that what dude like the, what were the steps man <laughs> a lot a lot a lot a lot of writings and a lot of learnings dog like I think when I first started like rapping rapping it was what I love about it is that it always I always just stay true. Me, especially with the homies that were around, we purely just love the craft of rapping. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We loved being able to pull words, put it together, flip that. I love I love the ability of being control. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, I guess everybody's got that in them, like this internal control freak. I love the fact that I can control words. I can make one thing mean one thing when I actually mean another thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You could be slick like that type thing and. I figured also, bro, like, I mean, if you're good at words, girls, you know what I mean? They feel you, <laughs> you know? So, you, you know what I mean? You work on your word placement. So, I think, like, from that point, when I was at, like, grade eight, I would write music, but then I would also be at the cycles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'd be writing, bro, like, hardcore verses. Like, I, I think till this day, I could, you know what I mean? In a side, I guess I still have that rap mentality. It's like, yo, I could take anyone in the cycle. It's just because we rap so much, bro. I used to spend... To like every day, I'll be writing verses, yeah. verses after verses after verses after verses, and I used to live for right. So, I, I schooled in Kempton Park, but I, I lived in the North Rand. Mm. So, what I'd have to do is in between that, there's obviously a whole like I'm maybe on the road two hours, yeah, you know what I'm saying, four hours if you count the return trip or whatever, yeah. So, in between those, if I didn't have because I didn't really have like a phone, so to speak, for beats and such and such yeah, and yeah. such and such, so I'd be having everything here, whatever beat I heard, I'd be trying to you know write on that. How could I run to that? Cool. I'd hear like a house beat. Okay, cool. How can I get onto that? And then I went to Native and I was like, you know what, bro? I want to get signed. I remember this. I was like 13, 14. Bruh, sign me, bro. Because I remember he had like a, a record label, but it was a house label. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it was a bit tricky now. Like, dude, you're a hip-hop cat. This guy is a house DJ, producer. Like, how's this going to work? So I'm like, you know what? I just started learning how to play keys. You know what I'm saying? I can play drums. I've always been like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, passionate about drums. Mm. Like, that was always my gym. So I think my love for rhythm grew when, when I started learning keys in school because we had it as a subject. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. You know what? I, I have some idea of like how I can create a concept, creating something that hasn't ex- or doesn't exist. You know what I'm saying? And then creating that and putting it out there and being, okay, cool. Let's make this work. Yeah. So the first piece that we made weren't, you know what I'm saying, the most glorious beats. But those, those were simple chords really inspired by church chords. Yeah. We played at church. So sure. you know what I mean? The your normal, you know, six for whatever for all the users out there and from that bro like we slowly started i started getting into also the production process 
you know what I'm saying? Watching Native actually take some keys that I played, structure them in Cubase, okay, cool, and then give me a section and go, cool, I need you to write on this. And then I'll sit there in the studio and write, you know, really go in. I'm, and I'm not really a, a studio artist. I don't like writing in studio. When I'm in the studio, I want to produce and I just want to make, mm. you know, I, I like to be out there, experience it when I write. You know, nonetheless, bro, I think from that experience, I realized, you know, I could have something for production, but I don't have a laptop. I don't have equipment, but that that's not going to stop me from learning. Let me learn as much as I can from this guy. So, bro, like, nine, I guess 80% of the, the music that we made, I had a hand in, in terms of whether I played the chords or I played the bass line or I played something that just contributed to the music that I was making. Then eventually it got to a point where Native and I were distant, you know, I moved further, this 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 whole thing he's, he he got married and so obviously the whole thing of him signing me was no longer going to be a thing mm. so at that point i could have really tapped out whatever this music thing is not for me this yeah thing. but it was so bro like i can't explain like it's kind of like i guess like fashion for you you know what i'm saying it's like when it's in you bro like you just you, you just naturally know. just you need to be there you like you find yourself there you know what i mean mm. and so we went through that process cool how do i get beats then I met a couple of homies in school who would be making beats and such and such and such. And I would just be rapping on them. But at that point, I wasn't really writing music per yeah, se. Yeah, yeah. It's just writing a bunch of bars. And then it got to a point where I remember, dude, yes, dude, this was probably like grade 10, my first year, because I, I failed grade 10. It's because of like my mom's experience and such. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think I was probably repeating that year. And one of my mates, bro, he's, he's going to remain nameless because apparently he's got a bad rap in the streets now for, for this particular thing. But... I realized compared to that sometimes producers can be, you know, a guys, you know what I'm saying? They mm. could be quite interesting characters where, you know, uh, you could make me a beat. I remember the experience that went down with me is this guy was my homie, though. I think this is what made it hit a bit deep. He was my homie. He knew I rap. Sent me a couple of beats, maybe like two, three beats. I wrote on all of them. And then I happened to lose one of the beats. Mm. And that was the one where I'm like, dude, this is the one. You know, I, I trust this verse on this one. And... He was like, I right, listen, bro, I don't have the beat anymore. I lost it. Dude, a week later, his homie, one of his other guys from this, you know how producers and rappers can be sometimes. One of his homies, I find out he dropped the track. When I go hear the track, I'm like, wait, hold up. That beat. Is this the beat? Wow, sure. Damn, bro, like, you could have at least just told me that, mm. listen, dog, like, I gave this beat. Ah, you lied to my face, and I got to find out. So obviously, now it's awkward because I'm not going to approach you. Mm. But I think I got a bit gassed out one of the times when you're chilling at the session at the park after school. And I, was like, I just approached him. I was like, yo, bro, you did me like that. Really? For real? And whatever, we just, you know, chopped it up, and we did what we needed to do, and we chatted. Cool, homie did his thing. From that day, I was like, you know what, I'm done. I'm done asking homies for beats. I'm done because it's taxing on you. You know what I mean? I, I also don't want to feel like I'm taking advantage of you. But yeah, you understand, yeah. bro? Like, when you're on the start, you're on the come up. Like, bro, we all struggling. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm not saying, like, do me for free. I'm just saying, give me a solid, bro. Mm. I can trust that I can get this talent or this gift or this product to a certain point where I can pay you for all your efforts. Like, I'm not going to forget that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We're helping each other. You're also growing in your skill or whatever. But I guess homies didn't see it like that. So, over my grade 11, I started messing around with FL. I messed around with that for a bit. Um, and at the same time, I'm still writing. Like, I've got my secret uh, weapon was really just YouTube beats, bro. Mm. I started downloading type beats that felt very musical mm. and then writing music onto that. Not just writing more than just because I'm good at words. Anyone can write a word. But now my challenge was how do I take my story as it is and craft that into a message that can resonate to a Linda, mm. who I probably have never met and he's in a different walk to life. How does that relate to somebody else who's in a different country, in a different context, or whatever? Without 
being too because i think sometimes we try too hard to like relate to people yeah so you're almost not yourself so mm-hmm. how do i keep optimistic status as true to myself as i am first and foremost who am i i have to figure that out you know what i'm saying and once i figured that out then what i wanted to stand for it made it so much easier the stories that i told that's good every, every story was very optimistic every story was very i know people say yeah, optimism whatever but yo man i think there's something key that we can all learn from optimism optimism mm. the fact that you know what irrespective of where i'm at right now i'm going somewhere i think that that for me is what i took from optimism optimistic you know mm. optimism is like cool i'm here right now i'm struggling right now cool my family situation is not so great financial situation is not so great future probably not looking so great but you know what? i'm going somewhere and i believe yeah. and at the time obviously my relationship with god was tight but not as tight so i couldn't necessarily be like god i know i know but you know what i'm saying it was out there like yo i, I hope something happens and i know something's gonna happen you know what i mean and then from grade 12 bro started messing around a bit more getting a bit better but i still wasn't the best at all mm. i only started i think calling myself a producer like two years ago or a year ago when i started messing around with like logic pro and like garage band or whatever because now i think even just the beat and quality that i was making was slightly different so what i would say to anyone also out there bro is that there's too many stigmas out there dude like yo if you use such and such and such you'd be on top if you say baba if you if you don't have access to those things and you only have access to fl use that mm. perfect that yeah if you like i only had dude you know how i started to be honest iphone 6 mm. i found out my iphone 6 has got garage band a software that i could actually make a couple beats on and still record on i was like what yeah damn all right i'm gonna do that you know what i mean and eventually i was like oh my macbook has also got the same feature and then i started tapping into that but it, for me it was that hunger and that drive of i'm not gonna let the fact that he's not gonna give me this beat stuff i'm not gonna mm. let the fact that they're not gonna give me time i will then have to do it myself you know what i'm saying do i know the stuff nope but we're gonna figure it out you know what i'm saying we're gonna figure it out then progressively i think i've just gotten better and that's just been my mentality the whole time like yo naf you don't have the luxury always to to have things that i want but what 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 is it that i have in my hands right now that i can use and max because i think my top strength as well is maximizer mm. so i'm always trying to make the best use of what i have you get what i'm saying like what i recorded that ep with just this compressor mic yeah. in a couple of bedrooms bro nothing yeah. fancy whatever but i was like this was my challenge because a lot of people be like nah i don't have a studio i don't have a sound engineer mm. i don't have a producer my challenge was cool yeah. if i can get this recording that i recorded in a bedroom sound slick what's going to happen when i get into a studio yeah it's a different conversation you know what exactly. i'm saying i can be in competition now with your favorite rappers producers or whatever the case is because i have now the ability to make something that's muddy crusty some crisp or whatever you yeah. Know? yeah 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 so that's that's been my secret remedy bro sure, make man. do with what you have dude that's amazing shout out and even like what you said about um so to me of you guys know to yeah. me fellow art dealer uh so him and i we i mean we obviously both love music yeah and we we were both like saying <laughs> which is what you're saying now about garage band so do yeah. you know do you know the band the internet mm-hmm. so there's a singer in the band his name is steve lacy so he similar just he makes music completely just off garage band mm. on his phone records it yeah dude this guy uh he produced for <laughs> so just from like making music on his phone and for the internet or whatever yeah. like when the internet blew up in 2015 mm. like he was still in high school so he couldn't tour with the band because he was finishing his final yeah. year in high school which was crazy and this guy ends up uh producing for kendrick's uh on kendrick's damn album and this guy wins a grammy from mm. producing on his phone he produced on the song fear so like a, a portion of the song oh. and that's like the best song on them oh wow so, so just like just just from yeah. like what you're saying 
like just from what you're saying like you hmm. resources yeah. don't limit you true bro um and like even with like i don't know even with us like we i, I suppose we're we're quite far along like we're, we're quite like resourceful like exactly. like with art dealers and stuff like all of us have like equipment that can make mm. this work and also it's a podcast it's not like we're recording or producing music and yeah, everything yeah. so it's a lot easier for us i'd yeah. say but like even with us like we don't have this like amazing recording studio because i mean i watch a lot of podcasts on youtube and stuff and i see like what all these guys have and they are in like more fancier they have yeah. better mics and all that kind of stuff and and like we're producing like equally as good content mm. for like very for less and yeah. like you like now with your music you're producing equally as good mm. quality wise uh with what a lot of people are putting out there like obviously exclude like your like your, your jay-z's yeah, or your kanye sure, or sure. like that's not that's yeah, they're but, superhuman yeah. bro that's like obviously they have <laughs> and they're stupid rich so they yeah, have yeah, sure. access to yeah, everyone but that's if you true. look at kind of if we take musicians as a whole and like if whatever whatever and even like what you said i think was a good point like people think that because they don't have x y and z mm. it like limits them and that's not necessarily the case sure. um so yeah i, I love that but like on on to uh the the recently released ep yeah uh, I was trying to get on the laptop here, but it's on my computer. Gotcha. So it's called Desert. Yeah. Where did the name come from? Desert. Yeah. Yes, where did boy. the name come from? <laughs> mm. So the ca- the name actually came from the last track on the EP. Mm. <laughs> it's titled Desert. Yeah. I think that was probably like the second track to be written. Okay. And yeah. when I wrote that track, like I-, I was in a space where it felt like you know Christians speak a lot about seasons. Yeah. I felt like I was in a season of just dryness. And I was just reminded, bro, of the time when Jesus, um, he literally, he's just been, um, how can I say, proclaimed or God says, listen, this is my son in whom I'm well beloved. And he gets baptized and whatever. And bro, literally soon as that happens, that's almost like that's God putting a stamp on him saying, look, and you're great. You know what I mean? You're going to accomplish great things. This is, it's almost like a, a moment of prophetic speaking, if I could say that. And straight after that, bro, he goes into like a desert where he's tempted, where things are tough for 40 days, 40 nights, I think. And I think I felt like I was in the same position where I was like, man, I know I've been called to this music thing. I really know that this is bigger than just the raps. I really know that this music that I make, this music that I write has literally got the potential to, how can I say, bro, like reach people or reach people's hearts in ways that I, I probably couldn't imagine or fathom. Yeah. But why does it feel like it's such a mission to get this product out there? Why does it feel like it's such a mission to get recognized? Yeah. Why does it feel like it's such a mission to get even people to like buy into this vision that I'm selling them? Why? You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why is it seeming easier to get a job than anything? Why is it seeming easier to, you know what I'm saying, rather push this to the side? Why is it seeming easier? And you know what I'm saying? I can only imagine... When Jesus was in the desert, it was kind of like the same things. Like, because think about the desert, bro. Deserts are hella hot, mm. right? And if you think about the plots in the in the desert, like I, I thought of a cactus tree. This is how the concept came about. Cactus tree it doesn't normally rain in the desert, right? Yeah. But if you look at a cactus tree, bro, if you chop that thing up, you find water inside of it. Yeah. So whatever water that it needs, it, it's gotta almost birth from inside. So it's almost that's where the concept comes from. Where, cool, I'm in this cocoon. Or I'm in this place where it seems it seems dry, it seems uh, isolated, it seems... Think about all the characteristics of like a desert. That's how I emotionally and spiritually felt. Mm. Just very isolated, very distant, very whatever. You know what I'm saying? And I had to bring the internal guy. I had to bring the internal, uh, how can I say, nutrients inside. That's what 
what's going to make me survive instead of looking at outside okay cool who do i know that can plug me into this radio station who do i know that can play my song who do i know that i can get on the song and then use their influence instead of that being my approach like what if i started looking internally and be like yo what am i all about mm. what journey am i on mm. irrespective of like what's happening around like never mind that that stuff is cool that stuff is still happening but what if i shift my focus so desert is more like a focus shift sure you know what i'm saying it's like a focus shift instead of looking at the rain i'm hoping for the rain to come out why don't i actually bring up some of that water inside of me mm. and feed the rest of my environment because i'm not the only one in the desert yeah you know what i'm saying that's the beauty of it i think it's like now that when you chop that cactus tree up and you, you sprinkle it on some of the other plants they can also get nourishment they can also get you know mm. some food and stuff oh, amazing so i thought we would uh just go through track by track and kind yeah. of uh get your take on like what it's about of course yeah, yeah. Uh, like why you wrote it is there anything like specific from yeah. each track that you're trying to get okay. out so let's go track one all stop let's go come on so tell us about the track yeah. um what was what was the process yeah. what is it about that kind of thing all stars are very like uh it's an anthem bro like i think it's it's got a very let's get up and let's do this mm. yeah do you get what i'm saying i wanted to yeah. from the jump like the whole idea like if you listen to i think even all stars just in the production was very busy there's like a whole lot happening It's just to be like yo from the jump I wanted to capture your attention as a listener. Mm. You've never listened to Optimistic Status before. This is a project like what's going to stop you from not leaving after track one? Mm. You know, it's that thing of like listen, we're going to win. Like life happens. I want to let you know from the jump yeah. that this is no joke. You know what I'm saying? These things do happen, but I want to also give you the tools essentially mm. from the jump, from the back. So All Star really is like one of those things where you internally looking and saying, you know what? I am a, a winner. It's almost like you you can actually relate to this because you wear a lot of converse mm. this is what inspired the, the the title all-star when you for me back in the day where if you own like an all-star bro like you know what i'm saying you were like a, a hood legend you were mm. stylish you know what i'm saying like yeah. all-stars just make you feel like you know what i mean you you're on top of the world and and like i'm good you know what i'm saying it's like i don't have to have a nike if i've got like a chuck taylor's on i'm good yeah type situation is to get people into the mindset of you know what man i'm good where i'm at i'm good Mm. and i'm still going to be greater but where i'm at i'm good yeah. and i think we often in society we've got this thing of i'll be good once you know what i mean how, how often do we get caught up in that thing yeah. of, man once i get that new car then i'll really be on once i get that new iphone in xr dog trust me bro my pictures are going to be on point it's like cool that's that's all great to wish for that we want them all but where we at now is also good let's let's stop disregarding this moment and acting like this doesn't matter this is insignificant now yeah. this is just as good and from this place we see where we're going to the next mm. Mm. and uh all-star was the opening track to this episode so people will be listening to all-star as we as we enter in power so track two bro yeah track two slam is that how yeah. you say pronounce yeah. it uh-huh. uh so tell us about that track track yeah. two i think that's your favorite as well. that is i do, I do like that <laughs> track a lot, yeah that track mm. bro um i think it's inspired by the west Rand, my life in the west Rand, living up there. so slam is kind of like uh uh how can i say slang for just you smart you street smart you, yeah. you know your way around the streets and i started just looking around like what is it what is, what do we consider smart in society who do we who do we consider to be the guy who's on who is the guy with the cash is the guy you know what i mean with the girls is the guy who seems to have his life all together that's what we consider as slang but what if you know what i'm saying again we're talking about taking stigmas that are out there in the world and reverting that but i was like man shop lady i don't this i've got a job but i'm not earning the most incredible salary i've earned good but it's not you know what i'm saying mm. 
it's not all the way out there and i just started thinking about back when i was in the restaurant and just what it meant to be slammed you know what i mean like what it meant to be like an og what it meant to almost have like some swag and some pizzazz you know what i'm saying and it's like taking myself back that's why the, the chorus is tell them i'm back on my way mm. tell them i'm back i don't care you're getting to a point where you're like actually i i'm not gonna allow society to dictate to me what greatness is mm. i'm not gonna allow society to dictate to me what being slim is do you mm. get what i'm saying because the I same do. society the same society that goes listen abortion is cool we, we can roll with that now do you get what i'm saying there's yeah, yeah. society that's constantly changing and if i put my mer- my morals and my values onto that i'm not gonna win mm. you know what i'm saying i'm not I'm, i'm not going very far so the opening line is i see the plot i see the father hold my hand is leads me further that's something that in society isn't cool because it speaks of i'm actually not in control of my destiny yeah i'm not in control of where i'm going i am giving up this idea quote unquote of you know what i'm saying being this great mastermind of knowing my future my destiny that i actually don't mm. but what i do know is that i have a great calling and a great future and i'm smart and i'm great where i'm at right now you yeah. know what i mean i'm going somewhere greater but now very good almost going to or getting there is no longer my responsibility i've still got choices that are going to get me there but did you get what i'm saying the yeah, pressure yeah. of playing god in my life is almost out so it's like being slam is eliminating the god aspect to yourself mm. not not to your detriment no actually to to your peace yeah you know what i'm saying because then if if i'm the god of my life then i gotta stress about rent i gotta stress about my kids i gotta stress about my influence i gotta stress about all these things but if i put if i give that all away and i'm like god you know you take this my role is then what to make good music mm. to just be a good person to just make sure those around me are loved they felt cared for life becomes more simple that way it becomes yeah. that's not always easy you get what i'm saying but there's a sense of peace that comes with it yeah where i know i've got the potential to be a millionaire through the craft that i do right now where i'm at but i'm fine even if i was a thousand year <laughs> or whatever you know what i mean i'm fine if i just had a couple hundred bucks in my pockets like what's gonna make me smile what's gonna bring that aspect of me is not more cash it's not whatever it's you know what i mean where totally, i'm at yeah amazing hmm. so track three that is my favorite of the epa know. track two uh three bimba Ish, boy. so what's that track about that one is it's like it's a vision and it's very reminiscent for me mm. it's like it's a song that i wrote being you know just where i'm at in life but also looking back how far i've come like i think a lot of the times is you know again i keep that going back to this thing of like christianity i guess just because you and i don't like that we can actually speak about it. it's mm. not like it's a secret but it's like man we, we speak a lot about vision right like you, you gotta have a vision you gotta know where you're going but i think sometimes man life just happens and we find ourselves in dry season where it seems like cool the vision is still there mm. but my current reality is just as tough my current reality is real you know what i'm saying like you were born to be great you were born to you know what i'm saying like run multiple you know what i'm saying media spaces bro that you can influence that's that's your calling but currently that's not your reality mm. so within that like how 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 do we then function you know what i'm saying how do i function with the vision of knowing cool i'm great and whatever but right now man nobody's telling me i'm great matter of fact everybody's undermining me matter of fact a lot of the people don't even see the greatness in 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 the stuff that i portray i mean i'm putting in hours in this but no one is seeing it what what good is this for it's moments like that where you look back and you reminisce to man where do i actually come from because mm. sometimes i don't think we give or give ourselves rather enough credit to where we are now yeah you know what i'm saying because there's a journey that's take that's been taken from 2012 from the person i was back there to 20 29 mm. 2019 
the person that I am now, the young man that I'm forming and shaping into be. And it's like looking back at those testimonies, looking back at those moments and going, man, you know what? I may not be where I want to be, but I'm definitely not where I used to be. Mm. You know what I mean? Start the car to tap the car. That's just where I'm at right now, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's like looking at those little blessings in my life that, you know what I'm saying, can keep me going, keep me motivated. Man, I got a better phone than I used to have back in the day. Mm. Man, I speak better to people than I used to back in the day. Man, I can forgive a bit easier than I used to back in the day. You know mm. what I'm saying? It's like you capturing, because Vimba, Vimba actually just means capture, capture the moment. Yeah. You know, we're so good at capturing everything on screen these days. It's, you know, Instagram, whatever, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. But we're never really good at capturing our moments. Mm-hmm. Capturing, you know, Karabo Lenam Zulu in this moment, mm-hmm. in the art dealer set. And you know what I'm saying? The space where you are in life now, where you can make your own decisions, where you can choose where you want to go. It, it, it may not be, quote unquote, where you want to be, mm-hmm. but you're there, bro. Yeah. And I bet you, you can also look back in, in your life and be like, damn. I'm definitely not where I used to be when we were back in Soweto with the fam or mm. this and this was, you know what I'm saying, the situation. Mm. And it still comes with this tough shit. You know what I'm saying? I think the whole idea of this EP also is to remind people that, except as soon as you walk into, let's say, your destiny, whatever the case is, or you're the next season of your life and it's greater than the last, there'll still be challenges. Don't mm. get it twisted. So I'd rather teach you how to deal with the challenges than just tell you, listen, just get up. It'll be very ignorant of me to be like, yo, Linda, you know what? Get up, bro. I'm driving down to Devon and not tell you about the potholes that you may find in the road. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Not tell you that, yo, prepare yourself. You might need an extra tire or something along the way. Do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not trying to kill your vibe. It's trying to say, listen, within having the vibe, be aware. And when you are aware, these things don't actually matter. Keep going. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the true essence of life. That's how you capture the moment. Mm. Live in the moment type thing. Sure. Yeah. That's amazing. So track four, long road. Shout out to Jake Isaac. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Jake. Uh, yeah. yeah, track for a long road. What's that about? Nah, dude, crazy. Remember the ministry trip that we had not so long ago mm-hmm. uh, in Zim? Yeah. That's actually where I started writing the song. Mm-hmm. So, dude, the day we were supposed to leave for that trip, I produced, like, I quickly made, like, a skeleton something, like, four minutes in. And I was like, all right, cool. It just had a beat. just had the bass line. just had the keys. And I was like, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to write, but I know I'm going to write something. At this point, I already had all the other songs of the EP done. Yeah. Long road. You know what I'm saying? Was either gonna be like a extra track as a bonus song or whatever, but it was never gonna be. The initial idea was not for it to be on the project. Okay. Anyway, we get to Zim, man, and I get inspired because we find ourselves like in a in a place of like just farm areas. There's a lot of like farming that's happening. We're engaging with a lot of kids. Mm. It's a different, uh, how can I say, atmosphere from what I'm used to. Like as being from South Africa, city boy living in the north side of South South Africa, life is fairly good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying compared to what I'm really seeing right now. And I think in that moment, I was reminded, and I just felt, man, like everything so authentically came out. It was like, it, it felt like a planting moment for me, where on this road, I used to have this thing in my head of like, I was caught up in this trap of like, Christians go through seasons of faith. Faith is not a season, bro. It's a journey. It's a lifetime of this thing. Like. As long as you're a believer, the fact that you're a believer means you applied faith. Mm. And it just means that you're going to have to keep applying more and more and more of this faith, different contexts and whatever, to keep moving in this life. And so long road speaks to me of a journey, of a mm. certain journey that we all walk in life. Sure. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what's, what's your journey? Because I think a lot of people just live, how can I say, bro, empty lives, dog. Like, my biggest fear is to live a life without purpose. Mm. That's what long, long road is all about. Yeah. Is your, does your life mean something? Like, if at the end of all of this, like, when we come back and we're like, cool, Linda Karabo, Lulu, 
you know what I'm saying, art dealers, director, such and such and such and such and such. Apart from the things that you do, you as a person, what does your life amount to? Mm. Can I take that life and put it up in, in front of 10 other scholars and be like, listen, man, this is somebody's ro- roots who you want to follow. Because you want to speak about following someone else's roots or their they steps. Following someone's steps. I don't know if you've heard that or yeah, something yeah. like that before. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like, what steps and what roots am I following and am I putting in place for the next guy, for the next person? You know what I'm saying? It's still about me. This is a journey. This is where I'm at. I'm writing that out. But at the same time, can we take this and can we give it back to other people for them to now look at and go, sheesh, Linda was onto something there, you know? He may have one, two, one, two steps messed up or whatever, but he was onto something there. His life amounted to something because we're all created with purpose. Mm. And, for, and so for the graveyard to be one of the most, you know what I mean? What was it saying? Like the, yeah, the richest, richest place. Richest yeah, place, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous, bro. Mm. But it's just because I think too many of us get caught up in the cycle of life. I, I got to go to school. After school, I go to high school. After high school, I go to varsity. And then after varsity, I, I go to work. And after work, I, I, I start paying bills. Do you, you know what I'm saying? And it becomes such a... Man, we were never created to be robots, bro. We were created to, like, you know what I'm saying, have moments sometimes where you can be spontaneous. A lot of people can't be spontaneous because their life is based on the chip. Hey, bro, like I only get 10k, bro, and that's that's pretty much it. And so your life amounts to that. That's that's all there is to you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, big. yeah. And then track five, as you mentioned, it's yeah. the title, the title track of the whole EP. Yeah. Desert. Is it similar to the main concept, mm. or is it different, different, uh, bro, different vibes? I think you could say the same, but mm. I think for me, like, one more thing on like long road. Long road sure, yeah. pretty much tells you everything that the EP is about. Okay. Right. And then you come to desert. Desert is a space where I am now. It's a self-introspective look. Mm. You get what I'm saying? You've walked this mm. walk. You've uh, you've told yourself you're a superstar. You you know what I'm saying? You've, you've inspired yourself. You've brought that water, the juice from yourself. You've looked back to look at your Old Testament or whatever, and you see where you're at right now, and you're analyzing that. And now it's like, yo, okay, I'm self-introspecting, and you know what, Lord, and it's it's like you're facing your demons type mm. situation where it's like practically this is what it is. I have a fear that. I may not be living close to where my girl is at. And that's, you know what I mean? That's not something that I would prefer. That's, you know what I'm saying? It's like facing it straight yeah. to the head. But True. the last thing that you hear from that, uh, uh, how can I say the track is, get through the pain, I put my hope in your God. And I think it's something where it's preparing the soul. That, that's all that is. It is. Yeah. It's preparing the soul. Like, yo, listen, bro, all is well. You know what I'm saying? Things, even if things never turned out how I wanted it to be, all is well. My hope is no longer in myself. My hope is not in something that's going to fade. My hope is in somebody who says he loves me and who says he's got a plan for me. Mm. And so if I can trust and if I can hold on to that in the hard times, you know, where I'm, str- I'm suddenly struggling, counting on my blessings. And it's like, it's a real thing, bro. Mm. You know what I mean? It's weird how we talk. We just spoke about blessings in Vimba. Yeah. Then you get here to the same road, the same journey. Just a couple tracks later, I'm saying, yo, I'm, I'm struggling to count on my blessings because it's real. It's tough. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Now that the fact that I live in the north side of Johannesburg, I don't pay rent, doesn't phase me. I'm like, homie, where's the next thing? Mm. You know, and how often do we get caught up in that? Where it's like, it's just, like a lot of the stuff that I'm sending sounding redundant, but I think it's the point that I'm trying to make that show, guys. Listen, man, stop. We need to stop waiting for when things get good, when things get whatever. From where you're at, be great. Mm. Be great. Because that will be so maximized when you get to where you're supposed to be because of the character that's built. So the summary of desert is character building. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like if you think about the cactus tree, the whole 
analogy with chopping it up and it's because what's on the inside if you chop a human being on the inside you find a lot of blood and squishy stuff but internally the metaphor is who are you like on that inside do you get what i'm saying like that that fruit on the inside like who is that that's that's the whole like look like mm-hmm. yo bro character is what you find in people too many of us want to be millionaires with no character mm-hmm. that's why there aren't enough millionaires you get what i'm saying it's like you don't have the capacity of what it takes to be a millionaire or when you are a millionaire and you are whatever and you're not a good person you know what i'm saying you make because giving people cash bro out of access is not being for me personally it's not being a good person mm. you're giving out of access this thing doesn't really affect you mm. like let's be honest if i had like 10 million i gave you a meal bro i'm not sweating much bro yeah do you get what i'm saying i can just make you get what i'm saying it's only when you sometimes give off of what you don't have that's character man mm. it's like where I'm giving off of what I don't have, Lord. That's what I'm speaking about in the long road. I'm giving off of what I don't have. You know what I'm saying? I'm giving up my shine like it don't cost to get inside. But you know what? As, it, as every layer withers out, I just start pouring till it's ripe. It's all good. I'm still going to keep pouring out. What am I pouring out? The character, man. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't build character on the inside, time's going to come where you're in the desert. And you're going to have to crack. We're going to have to chop you up like a cactus. And we're going to have to open and see like what's happening on the inside. Mm. And if you dry it up, we'll be able to see that, man, you actually weren't putting in any real work you know what i'm saying like we it's easy to fill up your schedule and act like you're busy and whatever the real work is when it comes to people that's what it's all about community and such and such you know requires a lot sure well guys it's available everywhere yeah come yeah. on let come the on. let the people know where can they find it where yeah. can they find the ep sure so you can find the ep man on all different platforms it's going up onto soundcloud this week um so then you can have it for free as well but i mean it's up on all the other digital platforms title uh spotify apple music yo man what else am i missing google play a bunch of other stuff these are you can find it pretty much everywhere like go search for that also one more thing really interesting thing about this concept bro i don't know if i told you about it but if you mm. listen to this ep from start to finish you're getting a certain feel but you can also listen to this from the back to the start mm. and you're getting a different type of energy still it's like the it's like two different routes to the same place mm. if i can say this it's quite like an interesting feel that's well. really cool away that's really cool well guys that was nef yeah optimistic status tumor amazing amazing conversation yeah. uh hopefully i mean i'm sure someone i'm sure people would have taken a lot out of this but um uh just like a final question to from from me to you mm. like obviously being and I, I like to do this for everyone who i interview just mm. because there's obviously younger people who are probably in a similar situation mm. or they wanting to take that next step especially it could be music it could be like acting with ngani or starting a business when we did Britain Claire you know when what is um to someone who's a bit younger and wanting to take that step what would you say for advice to kind of like you know start them on their journey to getting to where they are wanting to be as far as getting to music or getting into a creative space or whatever get it yeah i'd, I'd say like look find yourself and how you find yourself is find yourself find your sound how you do that is you find it i think by listening to a lot of like music out there listening to a lot of the not just the music like i would challenge a lot of the guys to watch out interviews like a lot of interviews i think you yeah. can get a lot out of what's the industry and the space that you want to get into you're getting a lot of insight because i don't necessarily think we the industry is in a space where it's looking for copycats or somebody who um can take this verse and rap it exactly the same way all of that is cool if you have it as a skill but i think for me it's more cool how can i take what i've heard and translate that into a way that i understand it you know what i'm saying so um a lot of it would be spend time writing bro like write a lot like write a bunch of different stuff you know what i'm saying if you are let's say uh, a hip hop artist 
you want to try to get into hip hop. Bro, like, get yourself to download all the, if you don't have a producer, download all the type beats that you can. There's hella type beats on like YouTube and whatever. Mm. And you can find a lot of MP3s. I don't know. I don't know if a 2 beat is still a thing, brother. That used to be a thing for mm. us back in the day. Yeah. Download a bunch of beats there and rap over everything. Because the one thing that you want to do is you want to build your skill. Mm. You want to build your skill. Don't you worry about the... Because I think today, today because it's so easy to get on Instagram, whatever, everyone focuses on the marketing side of it. Let's get into the business. How do we... No, no, no. Before you even get that, you need to have a brand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Before you get to the brand, you need to understand like what you stand for and how you do that. You know what I'm saying? Through like a process of trial and error. Cool. I wrote the song. People didn't really feel it. Cool. I'm going to write this other song. Cool. People are feeling it a bit more. Okay, cool. Now you almost start to write and create from a place of it's very authentic mm. it's a very like easy seamless flow you know what i'm saying and then from there i would say like look if you feel like someone who because i think some not everyone can be independent so if you feel like someone who needs a backing bro like just i, I don't want to lie to you man like the it's, it's almost like a corporate sense there's no way you're not getting you know what i'm saying smuggled in any way yeah. or form but you need to think for yourself like what what legacy do you want to bring? Mm. You get what I'm saying? What What are you trying to do here? Because you get guys, bro, like who just come here for the quick bag. Like they know if I, if I write one, two, three tracks, it's up. So mm. you need to think about like, yo, what's my aim in this game? Am I just trying to be like someone who is here today, gone tomorrow? Or am I someone who's trying to build a legacy? If you're trying to build a legacy, like your skill is your everything, bro. Because it's the only thing you have to bargain with. Yeah. That's the only thing you have to bargain with. Build that to such a point where it's like, listen, we can only do the song if Linda's on the song. If it's not Linda, I'm sorry, I can't do it. To that point, you know what I'm saying? Then you can start focusing on your marketing. How do we get this music out there and whatever. But I think for me, the product is most important. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Well, guys, hopefully that uh, that was a good one there. Yeah. So the person listening, uh, if, you, if you needed to hear that, hopefully that will give you that next wow. jump. But thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you, man. It's a long time coming. Yeah, uh, yeah, we should definitely have more. Shots. We'll be having a, another one when the album is out. True. Uh, <laughs> we'll be chatting like uh, our next journey and see where we're at then um, for, sure. for sure. But yeah, guys, thank you so much. Hopefully you enjoyed. You know, it is tea time. The art dealers uh, will be producing a lot of content this couple next couple of weeks or so. Like I said, you don't miss us too much in December. Uh, we'll be New Year's going to be awesome. Uh, some amazing stuff coming as well. Uh, so yeah guys thank you so much Neff. Uh, this was awesome I really appreciate bro. your time um, so yeah guys listen to this again bro like uh, give it a couple of listens I think it's something that you you. it's nice to hear once but it's nice to hear over and over again like you hear like you, you hear those nuggets over again so yeah listen to this a couple of times uh, listen to the EP it's fire mm-hmm. uh, listen to it back and forward find a favorite track tweet us what's yeah. your what's your favorite track tweet Neff at optimistic underscore status uh find him on all social platforms on soundcloud and everywhere uh he's all over and yeah guys hopefully you enjoy it this is it bro art dealers resident black spider man cheers me coming from the west lines you dig yeah, this some Eastside team. Yeah, Jeez. Jeez. 
I'm from the east, back bambing, guns, but shy you left. Udogo lo shukriza kuza play mukes. Hit up the room, we selling tuza ukuken. Angega puzu selo udu sonigela. I'm sitting round and reminiscing, still don't check the dates. I pay with cash or tap the card, now that's just where I'm at. I slow the rhymes down, when you hear it, you can meditate. See, life's a choice, I choose to live like life's too short to wait. I'm on some other with this run. Now who'd have thought I'd get it done? I never thought I'd hit the sun. Was highly blessed from the jump. They never told me what it was. I kept my vision in the door. I told my people out of line, check your response. I'm thankful for the God. Yeah, hallelujah for the sun. A revolution has begun. Yeah, how you take it, you decide. Yeah, I spoke the vision with the guys. Yeah, we on the mission, man. It's time. Yeah, we off the ceiling with the right. How we feeling? We alright. Feeling? How we feeling? We alright. I know my switch. I know my style. I know my thing. Let nobody hold my ring. I'm ghosting, riding all my things. I'm on my Friday order. Riding solo when I'm four to five, like going in. I let it slide. I could have been done my mind. Buddy, take it slow, just have a sip How you climbing slow to get Know your vibe is so legit Give it time, you know this it Know the best could warm you up Just hold your breath and take a seat Yeah, you on the least champ Got me running like I'm running up the paper Paper But I'm running with the maker yeah. Say now, I see something on my radar Say now, I see something on my Until I feel the crowd, I'm in the mood. I miss the cue, don't really care to stand with you. I'm fed by truth, you hear the words, it's clear like flu. Now, on some real, I know some fans, I need a crew. I need a team that know to plan and follow rules. They don't demand nothing but time to stand and shoot. I'm on like say something and watch this party hula hoop We on a no budget for something something got into this song Tell me what you do Tell me something why you rushing where you running to yeah. Did you follow suit? Who boom is Got no answer but this question help me find the clue I can't ride with you now yeah. Got it, got it, but they told me to wait Fine, I told them, but I'm grinding my way Shoulder heavy like I'm waiting for bait Tell me something, did you mean what you said? You told me something, now I'm feeling away I don't really trust you, you should open the gates L.E.C. caught up, we all in the wave, wait Got me running like I'm running up the paper But I'm running with the maker Say now, I see something on my
Tick. Some man. Sectomies. Sure.